Welcome to Don't Cut Me Off, Let Me Finish Podcast. My name is G Weave. Today I will be talking about sports entertainment news. I want you guys to sit back, get ready for a nice long conversation, and I hope you enjoy. So let's get this week started off right. Let's go. It wasn't what everybody was expecting, but to me, it's exactly what Tiger was expecting to be able to get out there, compete, and um, do something that he thought he probably would never be able to do again in his life. So I think for him to be able to make the cut, a lot of good young players that didn't make the cut, and he had basically just been idle for almost a year, man. So that shows you that Tiger's the GOAT. To be able to get up off your couch, do all that rehabilitation, not really have a lot of practice time, and to come back and do that, it's simply amazing. It's nothing else that you can really say about it, but it's nothing but amazing. And I'm, and I'm very, very happy for Tiger Woods that he was able to accomplish the goal that he tried to accomplish. Um... Today, I'm going to grind my gears just about, you know, the passing of uh, the young court quarterback, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Unfortunately, he was struck by a dump truck trying to cross the highway. Um, at this at this time, they don't know what happened or what caused him to even make that type of decision. So I'm not going to have any opinions about why would he be crossing the highway. Um, you know, just kind of wait to see what they said maybe had happened during that situation. Um, it's unfortunate. Um, my condolences go out to his family, his wife or significant other. Um, he's only 24 years old, just had all his life in front of him. So it's just uh, sad to see a lot of our young uh, men and women passing away so early. Um, but again, you know, it's unfortunate and, um, you know, just got to wait and see, you know, what, what caused him to be a, to want to cross the highway like that. Um, so other than that, you know, yeah. So moving forward, um, the NBA playoffs is over. Um, we got the play-in games that's about to come up, uh, about to get ready to get everything settled from one through eight. A lot of the fields have already been set. A lot of the teams are ready to rock and roll. Uh, the playoffs will begin next week in the middle of the week. Well, not next week. I'm sorry, this week. Um, also, 
Uh, so it's very interesting. It's also very interesting to see a lot of people talking crazy about the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you guys already know I'm from Wisconsin, so I am a Milwaukee Bucks fan. I'm not biased or I don't show favor here or there. I am a legit sports fan who roots for his team. But at the same time, I be try to be understanding and realistic of, um, you know, if a team's better, a team is better. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and try to just uh, coat uh, ride my team. You know, a lot of people say I do that, but I really don't. I just give an opinion. That's all I'm doing It's just basically giving an opinion about something. But, um, yeah, so I'm hearing on, 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 on radio talk about the Bucks, uh trying to dodge uh, the Nets. But it's so much foolishness and stupidity to come with that conclusion. First of all, they played uh, the game before. Um, I forgot what team they played against, but they, they smacked them around pretty good. If they was trying to so-called uh, avoid playing the Nets, because that's the team that people think they're trying to avoid, why would they play that that game previous to this game that they just set their players? Why would they do that? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. First of all, why take a chance just to prove to people that we're not trying to duck somebody, play our team, and then if Giannis breaks his foot or Middleton hurts himself and he's out for the season or can't play in the playoff, either one of those players, then you're talking about how stupid the Bucks were playing Giannis and Middleton in the last game. Why would they do that? It's like it's so double standard. It's like shut up. Just shut up. They rested their players like a lot of teams did. Because you got to get yourself ready for this grind for the only thing that matters, which is the championship. Don't nobody care about trying to play an extra game to prove that we can beat a team. If we're going to meet the Nets, we're going to meet the Nets. And as a championship team, you're not fearing anybody. Matter of fact, no team from one through eight once you get in the playoff, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. Ain't nobody feeling, fearing nobody. Because you have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to win a series. You have to go play the game. Period. So all that nonsense about us trying to avoid the Nets, no. I'm sorry. I don't think, think any team try to avoid any team. That's just a narrative that's given. Who cares? In the end, the games are played on the floor. It's not played through talking. Talk radio, me, anybody else that's talking that nonsense. People that are paid to talk that nonsense, they're going to say that. Remember, you're getting information from half the time, either ex-players, so-called experience uh, uh, analyst. So they're going to give their opinion. That's what they're paid to do, even if it sometimes don't make no sense. You talk to any of the Bucks players personally, and let them tell you out their mouth that they're trying to avoid them. Don't assume. That's your assumption. Now, do some teams do that? Maybe. But the Bucks are the defending chance. That's disrespectful. <laughs> they have no reason to do that. The Nets still got to get on the floor and play. Y'all need to worry about the team in front of you. That's the problem. Stop being disrespectful. And active is the team in front of you not important. 
when the Nets play whoever they're going to play, I don't care if they got Kyrie and Kevin Durant. As you can see, those two players alone is not going to win them a championship. Them dudes got to score 90 points combined to win games. That's not, that's not a recipe to win a championship. You have to have a complete full team, and that's something that the Nets don't have and they haven't been having. That's the unfortunate, sad thing, that we haven't seen them at full strength with all their players. But ain't no, ain't no mercy. Don't nobody care about that. You don't have your team on the floor. That's on you. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. Get your team on the floor. Get healthy. Ain't no excuses, man. Ain't no excuses. When the Lakers won that bubble championship, people was making excuses because of the situation. The situation is the situation. I used to rib about it, but in the end, it's a championship. The Lakers was the best team. They won. Heat had an opportunity to win a championship. They put players on the floor just like the Lakers. It didn't work out. The Lakers had the better team, period, whether it's the bubble or not the bubble. So we can talk all that stuff all we want to. That NBA championship they won, we can call it the Cubic Zirconian. We can talk crazy about it. It's still a championship. LeBron James ending the season, averaging 30 points a game, didn't lead the league in scoring. You want to know why? Let me tell you why. And I wish LeBron would have played because you know what? The narrative was, oh, he's playing the st uh, uh, stats, uh, 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 padded stats. He just want to win the NBA title and his team not in the playoffs. I believe LeBron probably just didn't want to hear that because he's been hearing it. He listens. He don't, he don't listen. He don't not listen to what people are saying about him. Listen. It's nothing wrong with LeBron chasing his legacy because that's what he wants to do. That's the goal that he set in, in front of himself. Remember, he was labeled the chosen one, and he's exceeded that. Yes, he could not lead his team to the playoffs by himself with a patched-together roster, with a player that has lost his confidence, and with another player that breaks like glass every time he steps on the floor. If, you don't ha if you're not healthy, you can't win. That's any team. This could have easily been Phoenix, the Bucks, any team that's with the opportunity to win a championship if you lose two key players. Your chances are gone. If Giannis was out for the season and the Bucks didn't make the playoffs, are we going to get on top of Middleton? Because Middleton couldn't lead the team to the playoffs, you got a major piece missing. And the same goes for LeBron. LeBron is 37 years old. This is not the 26-year-old, 27-year-old LeBron. Hell, not even the 31, 32-year-old LeBron. He's 37 years old. And you expect him to lead the Lakers in the West, which is a tough division, without a healthy AD and a, and a, and a, and a mentally strong uh, Russell Westbrook? That's ludicrous and it's stupid to think that he could do that. It's amazing that he did what he did. And and, and, I, and I have my issues with LeBron with some things, but LeBron, I don't disrespect his greatness. You know, Skip Bayless is just a hater. He hates, he hates on LeBron from the beginning to the end. That's all he do. But he get, he, I mean, that's how he done made his name, saying dumb things, if you think about that. Shannon kills him every time on that show. It's not even a not even a question. Skip living off his 
past history from ESPN with um, Stephen A. Smith. Do we make good opinions sometimes? Yeah, but not all the time. The way I look at it, he'd be getting mopped. But back to the issue. Hey, man, you only can do so much with what you're given. The coach shouldn't be fired. How are you going to fire somebody with, 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 with the most important pieces, either not playing right or hurt? You fire a player or a coach when, one, you have all your players healthy and you still couldn't get into the playoffs. Then you talk about firing a coach. Or you get into the playoffs and your goal was the championship and you don't get there and you get put out by the team you shouldn't get put out by. Then you talk about firing a coach. Not when a coach don't have his pieces around him. You're going to fire Doc Rivers if he don't have Devin uh, Devin Booker and um, uh, Chris Paul. You're going to fire uh, uh, the Boston Celtics coach if he don't have Tatum and Brown and Marcus Smart. You're going to fire uh, the coach for um, Golden State, Steve Kerr, if he don't have Curry and Clay. Come on, man. Make sense. Stop saying and doing stupid stuff. If you don't have your key players that help you to win, that you pay all this money, you can't win. I can't lose my job because my players are out. That don't even make sense. It's just it's just dumb. That's that's shit is irritating. Excuse my language, but it's annoying. And it's even more annoying when you have these sports analysts vouching for people to get their jobs uh, taken away. Shut the hell up. Lose your job. How about that? How about you lose your job? Stephen A and, and Stephen A and, and Skip Bayless, they're the main agitators about people losing their job. Lose your job. You suck at your job. That's how I look at it. You suck. How about that? You ain't have a good show for the past couple of days. It's time for you to get, get released. Just terrible, ter terrible, terrible to always advocate for somebody to lose their job. You never do that. People have families to feed, man. For real. Pure nonsense. But again, it's entertainment. You get on the mic, you talk, you say things. Sometimes you're going to say stuff that sounds stupid as hell. And we get it all the time for robo-lining Stephen A. Smith. He always say something dumb. And the Crypt Keeper in um, uh, Skip Bayless. Come on. Just, hey, man, be balanced, be fair, have an opinion. Don't be too outlandish. But how do you get paid being outlandish? You can be outlandish and still make sense. Right? Come on. All right? Come on. Let's not do that, people. Let's not do that. But back to the playoffs. You know, like I said, uh, everything is pretty much set up. So we just kind of waiting for the... Um, Playing games to get settled so everything can get to going. The Bulls are taking on the Bucks. Uh, that should be a good series. Um, hey, it's anybody's anybody's game. Bucks should be favored to win, but anything can happen. Injury, anything. So you got to let the game play. In any of these series from the west to the east, anything can happen. It's not guaranteed that you're going to get through the playoffs fully healthy. We seen what happened last year where it was a scare for the Bucks when Giannis looked like he tore his ACL. And it was a blessing that he didn't. So let's not let's not get too 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 ahead of ourselves. 
And today I'm going to be talking about fake sports fans. Bandwagon, bandwagon sports fans. Those that jump off and jump on their team throughout the season based off winning and losing. That's what I'm going to be talking about today when I get to that, when I get there, just to let you let you guys know. But Tiger, man, what a hell of a showing for him. Like I had said before earlier uh, in the beginning when I grind my gears, uh, man, it, 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 it was it was beautiful to see Tiger Woods to be able to finish the um, the whole four rounds. It was, you know, of course, the fan and you want to see Tiger win every time he step on the floor. But believe me, Tiger is a competitor. He wants to win as well. But the man has is coming through a devastating injury. I expect Tiger to be back to where he needs to be within the next two years. Tiger not going nowhere. You see him? He's a physical specimen, bro. They always want to throw age in there. Now, Tiger, only thing, only thing going with Tiger right now is all those injuries. If Tiger didn't have those injuries and he was 100% healthy, Tiger is better than almost every player at the age he is, and he's rebuilt. He's like a rebuilt person. And a Tiger at 60% is better than a lot of players at 100. He's already proved that. He's already competed with players and won. That's supposed to be the next up. Jordan Speed was supposed to be the next up. What happened to that? He sucks. And again, I ain't talking about people, but he ain't live up to the expectation. He played well. They started making comparisons. He got his fat, fat endorsement deals. Now what? Rory McIlroy, supposed to be next up. Oh, man, here we go. Same thing. People underestimate how hard it is to play golf, first of all, and how hard it is to play at the level that Tiger was playing. Tiger minus having more than 18 majors is the greatest golf player of all time. I don't care that Jack Nicholson has 18 majors. That don't make him the greatest. There is more players that have more rings than Michael Jordan, though Jordan is the greatest. There is more players that have more rings than a lot of other players in their perspective sports don't make you the greatest. Championships do define you, but it don't always make you the greatest. If that's the case, then hell, Robert Ori is the uh, is greater than Mike. He got more rings. Bill Russell, Hall of Famer, he got more rings than Mike. And a lot of, almost everybody. But he's not the greatest player of all time. The greatest player, and when they say the word player, it means player. Not necessarily championships, which is a good thing to have, but as an individual player. Realistically, like I said before in one of my other uh, episodes, Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time as far as quarterbacking. But in the beginning of his career, he wasn't the greatest quarterback. Tom started to get and be different when they got Randy Moss. And from that point on, he was a different type of player where he put up different type of numbers. Now, we can always say as well as he didn't have superstar receivers. He had decent tight ends like Gronk. 
But as pure as a pure athlete, forget just sitting in the pocket and throwing the ball. I'm talking about as an athlete. I can name plenty athletic quarterbacks that's better than Tom Brady athletically. As far as an all-around quarterback. Is Tom Brady an all-around quarterback? No, he's not. He's one-dimensional, meaning he hikes the ball, he stands like a statue, and he throws it. And that's okay. That's okay. But Tom Brady alone didn't win championships. You got to have a defense to help. Right? Defense helps you to win championships as well. It's a 50-50 relationship. When you're in a marriage, it takes two for the marriage to go well, not one. Because when one is only doing their part, that marriage is not going to be a happy marriage. And it's going to probably lead to divorce. It takes two to tango, man. You can't dance by yourself. Well, you can. But when you got a dancing partner, you can't dance by. You need a partner to dance. In order to do well, you have to dance good and be in harmony and be on point and have a rhythm together. That's how it goes when winning championships. No one person wins a championship by themselves unless you're playing golf, which is an individual sport, which makes Tiger's situation so different from others. Because he can't rely on a receiver. He can't rely on a running back. He can't rely on a small forward. He can't rely on a center. He mess up, he got to straighten it out on the fly. Totally different. He don't have a helping hand. He has a damn caddy who's going to give him the wind direction and how the, and the yards direction and what angle he need to shoot. In the end, he can give him all that shit. He still got to go out there and shoot it. He still got to go out there and shoot it. So it's not a guarantee in golf. That's why I say golf is hard. For him to have 82 wins, 15 majors, have a car flip thousand times, damn near die, come back after sitting for over a year and get out there and beat players that's been playing the whole year. Are you kidding me? That alone, he didn't need that, but that alone just shows you, dog, he's the greatest golfer of all time. Jack Nicholson can't sniff his jock strap, and he don't even wear a jock strap. Well, I don't know. Maybe he do. But he can't even, come on, not even close. No golfer is even close. Keep Tiger's name. He like Jordan. Tiger Woods, when it, when it comes to golf, he's outer space. Everybody else is on earth. Jordan, when it comes to hooping, he's outer space. He's looking down. He got his hands around the globe. The basketball globe. Y'all are his children. Tiger got his hand around the golf globe. Y'all are his children. Okay? Stop it. Like I said, I like Tom. Seven rings, amazing. Greatest quarterback of all time. You can't take that away from him. But he's not the greatest football player of all time. I'm sorry. That belongs to Lawrence Taylor. That can go to Reggie White. 
an all-around player is one that does more than one thing. Okay? A person that does more than one. If as far as quarterback playing, I think we can say Tom Brady is the greatest championship quarterback of all time. But if we can say it's just straight, pure quarterbacking, we can say, oh, man, we can go off uh, Peyton Manning, just off regular season quarterbacking. Peyton is 10 times better than um, Tom Brady. But as far as championship pedigree, oh, man, it's not even close. Not even close. Clutch. Mr. Clutch. When it comes to championship situations. F1, uh, Formula One racing. Um, man, listen, right now, Ferrari, I know a lot of people don't don't watch it. I'm telling you, watch it. It's, it's exciting. I watch and follow Lewis Hamilton. He finished fourth place. You know, his car seemed to be getting better. But right now, Ferrari is this Leclerc, Leclerc, whatever his name is. He a beast. He led that, that, he led that uh, race. From the beginning to end, we've done seen it happen because Hamilton has done it before. But this young driver, 24 years old, wow, amazing. Verstappen had another issue with his engine, didn't complete the race. Of course, like he always do, he's uh, crying and whining like a baby. You know, that's the difference between him and um, Hamilton. Hamilton is complaining about his car. But he did humble himself when he got raped from uh, winning his eighth championship, and they basically handed it to uh, Verstappen. But he, he he took it like a, he took it on the chin. He came back very gracious still. But of course, you know um, he's a competitor. But he's dealing with a car that's not competitive. Yet he has people talking crazy about him. Oh, now look at him. Now he can't look at him now. Man, listen. Let's let's be one let's be one hundred. Michael Schumacher, after he had won his uh, seventh championship and and kept trying to win, he wasn't he wasn't that competitive. He didn't have the best cars anymore. When he was racing, he had the best cars. You have to have the best cars to win. Who told you you can have a mid level car and win and beat a car with a good driver that has a better speed? I'm trying to figure out how those two go together. You can be the greatest car in the world. If your car only go 100 miles per hour and the other car, other driver is a great driver and his car go 200 miles per hour, who the hell you think going to win the race? The car with the fastest time. The car with the fastest engine and best engine. Stop it with the stupidity. It's ignorance. It's dumb. If, if, if Hamilton had a car that was at level with the rest of them drivers, he is the best driver. He would win. It's just that simple. All them other drivers know it too. They loving the fact that he's struggling. But at some point, he's going to get up to par. And things will change. Football. The draft is coming. And I can't wait to see how everything play out with all these teams. Because right now, football, I am very, very anxious for the season to start up. But I wanted to focus on one particular thing that I'm watching with the Kansas City Chiefs and how the hate on Mahomes is because Tyreek is gone. The last I seen, a great quarterback makes a great receiver. 
It's not the other way around. It's not the other way around. Mahomes doesn't need Tyreek to be great. And sometimes getting rid of a receiver that sometimes you only have trust in makes a quarterback better. Brett Favre used to be very reliant on Sterling Sharp to the point where he would throw if he had three people on him because that's the receiver that he trusted, and and, 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 and rightfully so. Sterling Sharp is a Hall of Famer, even though he's not in the Hall of Fame. His hands had Gorilla Glue on him. And I'm not, I don't mean that he was cheating. I just mean the man catched everything. And if you can let Terrell Owens, I'm sorry, not Terrell, Terrell Davis in on potential, Terrell was a beast in the Super Bowl, in the playoffs, and in the regular season, but his career was cut short because of knee injury. Same thing with Gail Sayers. You can do the same for uh, Sterling Sharp. If Sterling Sharp wouldn't have had that neck injury, surefire Hall of Famer. He had enough years in. He did it. He was a beast enough. He led the league in receptions more than, I think, three times. Come on, man. You got to let Sterling Sharp. He's one of the greatest receivers of all time. He should, I know. I understand, at some point, let that man in. He's going to get in, I believe. There's no reason for him not to. Just off potential. If that's what y'all doing, he should be getting in off potential. But back to Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, okay, he don't have the burner over the top. That's what they're talking about. But, he, I mean, getting getting more good receivers around instead of having one great receiver, I believe, makes a quarterback better because you spread the ball around and you're not reliant on just one person. You want to be able to evenly spread the ball around where a defense can't focus on just one player. And this right here is going to make Mahomes a better quarterback, who's already a great quarterback. So the nonsense that's coming out people's mouth about uh, Kansas City, Kansas City going to be fine. They finna re-up and reload. Just that simple. Just like every other team has. And in football, there's no guarantee. It's a, it's a very physical sport. It's hard. And that would make what Brady did all that much great. But it also helps to go to a good situation. Tampa Bay was a great situation for him. Great receivers, great defense. And look, you knew it was great. He retired and unretired. He's like, you know what, that team too damn good. Hell, we almost beat that Rams team. I can't go out like that. That's how he was probably was sitting there like, man, got to be in that home, relaxing with the family, going on trips. And he was got bored. Man, the man been playing football for over 20-something years. Longer than that, if you count prep, football, high school football, college. Probably been paying for over, shit, we could say 40 years. Or 30-something years. So it's not that easy to let it go. People think it's just simple. It's as simple as just say goodbye to something that all you, that's, that's what you love. He's a competitor. He love it. So it's not that simple just to walk away. We wouldn't know. We're not in that situation. It's easier for us to talk about it, but you have to be that person to understand. That's why he probably, people just don't understand because they're just looking on the outside. That's what any sports person, man, you don't know what it is to either play at that level, be enjoy doing something that you love and making money 
And not only that, just competing. You know, it's not easy to walk away. Oh, man, he's too old. Man, you too old to be talking on the mic. Get off the mic. Don't tell somebody what they too old to do. And don't tell somebody everything is based around age. Man, a person, when they're ready to stop, they're going to stop. You can't talk forever. You can't play forever. You don't live forever. Everything comes to an end. But let me get to the meat of my topic. It's bandwagon jumpers. I'm a Bucks fan. I'm a Brewers fan. I'm a Badgers fan. I'm a Marquette fan. And I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. I do not like the Green Bay Packers. At all. I like some of the players, but I do not like them. My Cowboys have been losing for over 20-some years. And I have not removed myself from my team. But we sit and we watch these other fans and players and teams talk about their team. Don't support their team. Don't be, don't hang in there for the long ride. But when they start doing good, they want to jump back on. You a fake fan. You're not a real fan. Listen, my team sucks. They need to freaking get better on defense. Diggs needs to work on focusing on being a better corner. He's a good young prospect, but he needs to focus on just trying to be a better all-around corner and not jumping routes all the time because that's how he's getting burnt. Our defense needs to improve, and Dak Prescott is in a break, make it a break it year for me. He needs to step up now. There's no excuse. But just because they're losing, I'm not going to get off the bandwagon. I've been with them forever. I didn't too much care for Tony Romo, but I still cheered for my team. But we need to get it done this year. And if we don't, I'm not going to stop being a Dallas Cowboy fan. But you see a lot of teams talk crazy about their team. Look at the Laker fans. Laker fans is never satisfied. Some fans will jump off the bandwagon and go cheer for the Clippers. You're not a true fan. You're a fake fan. Fake fan. Bucks fans. We got a lot of Bucks fans that are fake fans. If you're a fan, you're not saying your team going to lose to anybody. And then when they lose, you want to talk about them and, and, and be negative. You, you have a right to have an opinion. And, and if your team make mistakes. But you have to watch how much hate you're doing on your team. Because at that point, it started to make it look like you ain't a fan for real. I'm sitting listening to the sports radio in my city, and I'm hearing these dudes hesitant. Not sure. Man, you ain't no fan. Michael Jackson, move around. Beat it. If you ain't 100% down for your team, you don't, you don't place doubt on your team at all. You think the players on that team have any doubt that they're going to repeat? No. They're, they're, they're playing to repeat. They're not ifing, ifing around. But that's what fans do. They if around. One minute you like them, one minute you don't. Man, move around. Listen, your favorite player is not going to always be on your team. That don't mean that you don't root for your team. I wasn't a Bulls fan because of the Bulls. I was a Bulls fan because of Michael Jordan. When Michael Jordan left, I followed the player. I'm a legit Dallas Cowboy team fan, whether the players are there or not. That's my favorite team.
I was a Yankees fan, not because of the Yankees, because of Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter is not playing anymore. I'm not a Yankees fan. But I am a true Milwaukee Brewers fan. Win or lose. It's a difference. Some people are fans of teams because of the player, not because of the team. I just straight up don't like the Green Bay Packers. I used to. But some things happened along the way that got me not liking them. I like Brett Favre. I like Don Mikowski. I liked it Reggie White. I liked it them teams with that, with that had Brett. Not a big fan of Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not going to waste my breath talking about Aaron Rodgers. But not a big fan of someone that throws players under the bus, throws coaches under the bus, and don't take accountability. You, it makes you not like that type of player. And I don't know him because he likes to always say, people don't know me that talk crazy about me. You're right. We only have the actions that you give us in front of us on the screen. And sometimes that's a telltale, telltale um, sign already. You deal with people that's going to kiss your butt. You don't want to deal with scrutiny. And that's fine. You have a right to do that. But people have a right to criticize you just like you have a right to talk about and say people don't know you. And you're going to have people that's going to ride. Going to ride your Johnson. That's what I call it. D-riding. you going to have people. You got your you got your guy that do that for you. Mr. McAfee. You know, he a D-rider. He D-ride him all day. So you're going to have that. But I get so tired of these fake fans out here, man. Stick with your team, man, through thick and thin. One minute you one minute you a Denver fan, the next minute if Denver ain't winning, you a Laker fan. If the Lakers ain't winning, you a Phoenix fan. Go to the person's house, he got eight, eight different hats. But then when they winning, you in front row, you dancing, you cheering, you got the sign. You knew the team was going to do it. Yeah, you knew they was going to do it when they started winning. But when they losing, you got every negative thing to say about the team. Winning a championship ain't as easy as, it easy as putting things together. Sometimes you do have to have a great GM, a great owner, and a great coach. But sometimes you can have a great owner, a great coach, and a bad GM. All that stuff go hand in hand. And creating a good team. And believe me, I'm sitting and watching the owner of my team just not back off because he needs his name attached to everything. He was willing to break up the team with Jimmy Johnson because he couldn't keep his hands off of it. Or he couldn't stand that Jimmy was getting all the credit. Who cares if he's getting all the credit? You're the owner. Own the team. You steal the legacy because you're still paying the players. But ego, be it having an ego... And having to have the glory, it runs rampant with a lot of people. And that's why a lot of teams and fans and fall out of the, fall out of love with their team. Because sometimes it's the ownership. But look at them damn Cleveland fans. Man, every time you look at a Cleveland stadium, it's jam-packed. And they've been sucking a long time, even though they didn't made the playoffs. That's the definition of a, a true fan base. Because they're going to deal with all the mess, but they're going to also black bass in the glory. 
Now they're in a situation now where it's looking good for them. It's looking up. They got a young uh, quarterback, though there's a lot attached to him. But that scenario still has to play out. Judgment can't be passed until the final verdict is in. That's the type of fan that you're supposed to be on your team. Not a fake one. But there's so many of them. Listen, I got all type of hats. And I'm not doing it because I like the team. I'm doing it because I like the hat. So just because you don't see me with a Brewers hat on, you may see me with a Yankee hat on. I'm Nine times out of ten, I'm matching up my outfit. Brewers are not navy, navy, dark navy blue and white, okay? I'm looking at stuff to match up with my clothes. That's, that's, how I've, that's how I've always been. But if you're going to stick with your team, stick with your team. See, I'm a Bucks fan. I don't care the scenario the Bucks are in. They could have been the seventh seed. Just like the Nets. Just because the Nets are seventh seed don't, don't mean anything. The Nets could easily be the number one seed. It just happened to be where they fell due to injury and a lot of different things that went on throughout the year. They're a dangerous team. They can beat anybody. And as a Nets fan, you need to stand by your team to the end. But radio got to have a narrative. Oh, I'm concerned. I don't want to play the Nets. That's that's the radio stations here. Ooh, we dodged the bullet. What? That sounds like a non-competitive person that ain't never played a competitive sport in their life. Anybody that say stuff like that. Because I want to go against the best. Because when you upset the best... That's ain't no ain't no better feeling in the world than that. None. When you rooting for Tiger, when he doing good, you root for Tiger when he doing bad. You root and you go through the ups and downs with your team. That's the point of being a fan. For real. It's some LeBron fans. They're not fans of the Lakers per se. They follow LeBron wherever he go. When LeBron was with the Heat, they was fans of the Heat. When we went back to Cleveland, it was back being fans with, with Cleveland. And there's a lot of fans out here. There are what they call player. They are they have favorite teams based off players. I used to love the Orlando Magic when they had Shaq and Penny. When Shaq left, I still love Orlando because I, Penny Hardaway was my favorite player. When Penny left, I was no longer a fan of Orlando, and I followed him to Houston. I was a fan of Penny. I liked the Shaq, but I was a fan of Penny. A lot of people with the time with Tom Brady, man. You hey, you you was with New England for 20 years. He gone, but they're a diehard New England. They love Tom. They true for him to do well, but they love their team, New England. It's more pleasurable when you go with go with the ups and downs of your team, and it shows your integrity to stick with the team no matter what. That's life. Kick me while I'm down, but praise me while I'm up. But I see that. I look up and I see those that are kicking me. As soon as I get on my feet, they want to shake my hand and pat me on the back. Move around. Beat it. But you know what? Keep your enemies close. 
Read the Art of War book. It's a great book. It's a great read. And it's something that applies to your life. Believe me. Great book. Keep your enemies close. Play the game. But yeah, if you're going to be a fan, be a fan. If you're going to be a fan, be a fan. Stop faking. Stop faking the fun. Funk. Skip Bayless, I sit and watch him. He claimed he a Cowboy fan. But some of the commentary to come out of his mouth, bro, let it play out. Stop being a hater. I don't know. Either you like Dak or you don't. He flip-flopped all the time. I thought my quarterback. No, Dak is an elite quarterback. The Cowboys is a good team. They just got to put it together. I'm down. I'm riding with them to the sink ship. Just like the Titanic. I'm going down with the ship. And when the ship is rebuilt, back strong and sturdy, I'm going to be back on the deck. I'm not jumping ship on none of my teams that I support. It's just that much more gratifying when the teams start winning. It just, it just is. So, man, be a fan, man. In these NBA championships that's finna happen, all you fake fans that's jumping back on now because the series are 0-0 that was hating on your team throughout the season, just, hey, man, stick with your team through the good and bad, please. Okay? As a Bucks fan, I can tell you, it's worth it. Ask the Cleveland Cavaliers, the true Cleveland Cavaliers fans, when LeBron brought that ring back to Cleveland, and they'll tell you it was worth it. Now, it was unnecessary for them to be burning his jersey when he left, but it was unnecessary for him to have that big um, decision on live TV. But again, LeBron can do what he wants because he does so much. But that wasn't a great decision. Out of all the great decisions that he has made, because he has made a lot of great decisions, more than bad decisions. If making good decisions was a percentage, LeBron is 98% with 2% being bad. With the one being the decision for leaving Cleveland to go to Miami. And the other one is getting Russell Westbrook. That's it. Everything else, he's been on point. Everything else, he's been on point. And to close out my day in talking, I just want to have... I want to share my thoughts on something when it comes to young people and in general and when you're getting out here in life and getting your life in order. When you become a grown person, no matter your background, whether you're, you're raised in a tough background where it's a dire situation, no matter you're raised in a good situation, middle class situation, very poor situation. Unless you have a mental problem or something is wrong with you, you have a choice. You do dictate your life. Your life circumstances are not dictated by you, but when you're grown, you do dictate your life through your decision making. 
What tires me mentally is when a person make mistakes and they use their youth as the reason for their mistake. I had this talk with my brother and I was just telling him that irritates me because we watched a player like LeBron who came from a bad situation. Though he did have good people around him, he made himself into something because that's what he wanted to do. He had all the opportunity to make bad decisions, and he didn't make it. You have that person that was in a situation where it was nothing but drugs, dope, crackheads, killing around him, but they made the decision, and they did well. And they didn't, they didn't make a poor decision. They didn't decide to go sell drugs because that's the environment that I'm in. But see, these are the stories that people try to use. And I ain't knocking it, but I'm saying, whether you in a bad situation or not, I wasn't in a, we were, I wasn't, I'm not acting like I was in the, the slums. I came from a middle class, lower to middle class family. Mom worked two jobs at times, put us all through private school. But I still was out on the streets where there was people selling drugs, where there was death, where there was crackheads. And I had more than enough opportunity to sell drugs, to be a criminal. I made a decision. Just because somebody talks positive to you and tells you to make good decisions doesn't mean you're going to make good decisions. You make a choice. We have too many situations where you have kids that were raised in great families that decided to do dumb things because it was a decision. So I'm not going to give anybody a pass that's coming from a poor situation and to use that as the excuse. But that's the narrative all the time that you can't make good decisions while you're young. I'm not trying to hear that because there's too many young people that came from all type of situations that don't make dumb decisions. Now, will you make dumb decisions along the way? Yeah, but it don't have to define you. I sit and read stories about doctors that are 26 years old. You sit and read stories about entrepreneurs that are 20, 21-year-old business owners. Do it sound like they made bad decisions? No. You choosing to make bad decisions. You're choosing to go down certain routes. You're choosing to do these things. Why? Because for you at that time, it may be fun. Or maybe you're trying to fit in. Or maybe you're trying not to be the odd one out. Or you don't want to be talked about because you don't have a leader mentality. You have a follower mentality. And you worry about what other people say about you. But get off the kick of being young and being dumb. That's, that's an excuse. You can be young and mature. Especially when you're 18 and up, I'm not trying to hear that. Because if you're dumb enough to sit there and steal something, then you're dumb and then you're smart enough to sit there and not steal it. I work at a boys' shelter with youth. Everybody in the shelter, all them kids in the shelter, from the ages of 13 to 17, all of them in there, half of them in there for stealing cars. And when you talk to them, the first thing they say, why did you steal the car? Because it's a rush. It's a rush. They get a thrill out of it. They know it's dumb. They know they shouldn't be doing it. But it's the end thing to do. It's being glorified on TV. 
the Kia boys, the Kia girls. It's a national thing here in the city of Milwaukee. But it's a dumb thing. It's a stupid thing. Because ain't nothing wrong with these kids. They just out here doing stupid stuff. Half the parents that call are good parents. Their kids are in good situations. They trying to fit in. Peer pressure is real. Peer pressure make you make dumb decisions. When you have somebody in your life laying the foundation for you, telling you how to make good decisions, telling you what not to do, why can't you just do it? Only a stupid purpose say I want to figure it out on my own. Well, 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 wait a minute. We went, we walked down the same street. I told you, you walk down that street, there's a pothole, you may break your foot. Watch out for the pothole. You decide to walk down the street and not look out for the pothole and you break your foot. And then you want to come back and say you're right. That's life. When you got somebody that's going to experience something before you and they lay that foundation in front of you, ain't it smart to take that advice instead of to go through it and have to come back and say you were right? Use your head, man. You can be young and intelligent and smart and make good decisions. Everyone, even adult, makes dumb decisions. But you can be 95% smart and 5% dumb. Some of the smartest people are the dumbest people. It's an advantage to being book smart and street smart. Book, book smart not going to get you out of some street situations. It's good to have your master's degree in life. Your master's degree in school. Because the books ain't going to show you how to survive on the streets. And that's anybody. There is no blueprint print of surviving on the streets in a book. You have to go through that. You have to live through that. So for young people with this, oh, I'm young. That's why I'm making the mistakes. No, you're doing it because you want to do it. It's a lot of people out here that's been through worse things. Look at Jimmy uh, Jimmy Butler's story. He tell you his whole story. Being in foster homes. Not being with his biological mother. You think his situation was good? When you have a situation where, you're, where, you're, where you're a biological family don't want you? Or can't take care of you? you did you think, did he let that deter him to go to the streets and start selling dope and selling drugs? Did he use that as an excuse? No. He lifted himself up. And he made a life for himself. So that backstory of having a hard childhood ain't no excuse. Being around thugs and gangsters all the time don't mean you have to be that. That's just a choice. I ain't got no other option. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Everybody has a choice and everybody has an option. In some options and some, some situations may be tougher than others, but everybody has a choice and everybody has an option. So come on, man. Stand up on your feet. Be a lion. Be a leader, not a follower. Lay your goals in front of you. No matter if people close doors, keep pushing. 
Because you can comp accomplish anything you put your mind to. I promise you that. I've been through the wire. I done let things slip by and pass in my life. I'm trying to accomplish things late. But I had an opportunity to accomplish things early. But I chose. I made decisions that put myself in a situation. That I'm in. I didn't make a lot of good or great decisions. I'm not a perfect. No one is perfect. It's all about what you do when you reach and when you hit adversity. Whether it's in life. Whether it's in sports. How do you respond to adversity? And I tell the kids at the shelter. These are You have an option and a choice in life. One, either you're going to be a career criminal or you're going to be a productive citizen. Those are choices. And either you're going to choose one of those choices and you have to be willing to accept the consequences that, that comes with your choices. So when you're a criminal and you do criminal activity, when you have to go to jail or you end up losing your life. These are choices that you made. No one else. So you have to live with it. And you have to live with how it affects your family. Because believe me, your choices do affect your family. I know that for sure. But again, I appreciate, man, anytime I can get on here and um, talk to you guys. Um, I really uh, hope you guys continue to listen, man, and I hope you guys also continue to um, support me and, hey, man, keep getting other people to listen, download. I really appreciate that. I'm telling you I do. Uh, just trying to get myself in a situation, man, where I can get a fan base, you know? That's all. Other than that, man, you guys, you have a, a blessed day. Have a good day, and I will see you again on Wednesday. Uh, other than that, man, I am out of here. So, peace. Time is held up extremely for cookies. Just let me try to get the 96.